Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Hi. For those of you turning in for Financially Speaking, Kathy Cook Noble, I'm afraid there's been a bit of a change of plans. This is the North Pole takeover of Financially Speaking here on the Inspired Choices Network. And I'm Holly the Christmas Elf here with my very special guest, Santa, excuse me, Santa Claus. Oh, my goodness. Hi, Santa. Hi, Holly. <laughs> it's so nice to see you. I wondered nice. what you got up to. <laughs> well, you know me. Busy, busy, busy. It's the busiest time of the year. It sure is. It's so busy up here at the North Pole for us, isn't it? <laughs> well, I can only imagine how busy you are with only three days left until Christmas. Oh, I know. This is uh, uh, what they call the zero hour for us, isn't it? <laughs> it is at that. So thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to me today. No um, problem, Holly. Always a pleasure. <laughs> thank you. So, Santa, now you and I have known each other for quite some time now. And yes, we I have. Know, and I feel comfortable calling you Santa, but there are lots of other names that you get called by. What one's your favorite? Well, my actual name is my favorite, and that's Chris Kringle. <laughs> oh, I, that's what Mrs. Claus calls me anyway, Chrissy. <laughs> well, she's one of the special ones that gets to call you little, the close names, right? That's right. But it's very interesting how all these names came about, Holly. Uh, for instance, I started off as St. Nicholas, and that's where a lot of the traditions of giving gifts and filling stockings come from, because St. Nicholas was very benevolent, and he liked to uh, fill the stockings of poor children and poor people with little gold coins and little fruits and nuts and things that would help sustain them. Nice. And then later on... That's how I got my name of Chris Kringle, because it translated into from St. Nicholas to Chris Kringle. And then, of course, when Dutch immigrants came over to North America and they brought that name with them, that referred to them as Sinterklaas. And that's how we eventually came to Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, I knew I had heard Sinterklaas before. And I know I'm familiar with Father Christmas. Yes, and, that's what they call me in England. <laughs> and Père Noël. Was one That's of the France, other. yes. Yes. And Quebec, too. Quebec <laughs> in Canada, yes. They do speak a lot of French there, don't they? Speaking of different places around the world, you're going to be traveling all over the world in just a few days. Where's your favorite place to go when you're not delivering presents? Oh, that's a very good question. Well, there's so many interesting places in the world, but I have to say, like the Wizard of Oz, there's no place like home. <laughs> you know, I do like my home, too. It's all cozy and has all my favorite things around me. So I understand that. Um, I know Mrs. Claus is always happy when you're home, too. <laughs> well, it's a very busy time, and she does miss me terribly when I'm traveling around the world. But when we come home, uh, I usually take uh, about that week between Christmas and New Year's off and all the elves get a little vacation and I get a little vacation and we rest up because we have to start right on uh, January 2nd to start making all the toys again. <laughs> well, I know I love my job, but I do really enjoy those few days of a break, too. 
I imagine. What do you do on your break? What do I do on my break? I like to watch movies and read books and cuddle with my kitty cat. Oh, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> it's really, like I say, I like cozy and that's cozy for me. <laughs> what do you and Mrs. Claus do when you're on your break? Well, we do much of the same things. We catch up on movies and we read a little bit. Um, and we enjoy all the cookies that we get from all the children all over the world. <laughs> and you know, the elves do appreciate when you share those because they're awfully yummy. Oh, that's right. And, and there's so many different flavors from all over the place. Yes. Do you have a personal favorite cookie? Well, I my personal favorite is shortbread because it's a very traditional Christmas cookie. <laughs> but I do like them all. I do like them all. <laughs> there is no such thing as a bad cookie, is there, Santa? No, no, there's not. <laughs> and I know Mrs. Claus is very busy. She's always busy baking, and she's such a wonderful baker. Oh, she is. And, you know, it might interest the children to know that Santa just doesn't eat cookies. Mrs. Claus, uh, she makes fabulous meals for me all through the year. And we have a greenhouse up here at Santa's Village so that we can cook and grow all kinds of vegetables so that we stay healthy all throughout the year. <laughs> That's right. A balanced diet is important for everyone. Absolutely. You can't just eat sweets all the time. <laughs> no, unfortunately. I'd like to, but no, it's not allowed. I think the but, children might like to, too, but it's not a good idea for them to. Too much sweets will make them sick. <laughs> that's true, just like their parents are probably telling them all the time. That's right, and I hope they're listening to their parents. Well, if they aren't, won't that put them on the naughty list? Uh, not quite, no. I mean, there's... It's really not uh, that easy to get on the naughty list. Um, we try to uh, give certain allowances based on youth, for one thing. For example, we don't start the naughty list until you're at least eight years old, because that's when we've determined that eight years old is about the age that you really know right from wrong. So if you're under eight, we tend to let a few things slide. <laughs> Oh, Santa, you have such a kind heart. Well, that's why I was a saint. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Now, you were talking about you and Mrs. Claus like to watch movies during your break. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? I really like the original Miracle on 34th Street. If anybody captured the spirit of what Santa Claus is, it was Edmund Gwynn and in his role as Kris Kringle in that movie. And do you know he even won an Oscar for that role? I did not know he won an Oscar for that. I do love that movie, and I like watching it in black and white. Yes, so do I. <laughs> it's an excellent movie. And does, is that one of Mrs. Claus's favorites as well? Oh, absolutely. And she also likes White Christmas because she just adored Bing Crosby. <laughs> you know what? White Christmas is my favorite Christmas movie. I love the dance numbers and the costumes. It's so beautiful. Oh, it was so spectacularly done, too, I think. <laughs> I thought so, too. Um, so we were talking about Christmas Eve and delivering presents. So I've had some people, well, had some letters sent up to the PR department, and they've asked me why Santa doesn't deliver to grown-ups. Well, that's a very interesting thing. You see, most grown-ups 
believe it or not, children, they stopped believing in Santa Claus. I know, I was shocked too. There are still some grown-ups who do believe in Santa Claus, and that's wonderful that they do because it helps with the Christmas spirit. But usually grown-ups are able to afford their own things, and a lot of the things that grown-ups want for Christmas, Santa just can't deliver. <laughs> no, I understand. Grown-ups have a different Christmas wish list than most children do. That's right. For instance, a lot of grown-ups want a brand new car. Now, can you imagine Santa trying to fit brand new cars in his sleigh and taking them all over the world? <laughs> the car would be heavier than the sleigh, the poor reindeer. Absolutely. It's just not logistically possible. <laughs> so that's pretty much why we don't uh, deliver presents to grown-ups. Well, that makes sense to me now. And when those questions come in, I will be able to answer them. That's Wonderful. Thank you. Now, here's another good question someone asked. Why do you bring presents to kids? Oh, well, that goes back to when I was St. Nicholas. It's just a tradition that started, and I am the patron saint of children. So I just love making them happy, and we've decided that Christmas Day is the best day to do that. That's wonderful. I couldn't possibly agree more. I don't think there's a lovelier sound in the world than children laughing. There isn't really. It's so wonderful to see them happy. <laughs> now, you were talking about non-believers. Yes. What do you say to non-believers? Well, what I say to non-believers is, of course, it is their choice. I, I, you can't always persuade somebody to think the way that you do. And sometimes it's best to just let them think what they want. Um, however... I try to encourage them to go along with what helps with the Christmas spirit, and that is the spirit of Santa Claus. Because if they stop believing, will they stop giving? Will they stop helping out their neighbors? That's what we don't want to happen. So we try to encourage them to believe in that spirit of giving and sacrifice, and hopefully uh, they will dig deep into their pockets and help their neighbors who are less fortunate. That's lovely, Santa. Thank you for sharing that wisdom with us. I know that the children will learn from that and hopefully they will take it into their hearts as they grow up. Well, as they say, sharing is caring. <laughs> That's excellent. I love that. I, I should have that embroidered on a pillow. <laughs> so what does a typical day for you and Mrs. Claus look like? Oh, well, we have to get up very early. Now, you have to remember, at the North Pole, it can be a bit confusing because it's dark all the time in the wintertime. Oh, uh, I know. So we, we do have a lot of lights that come on about, uh, about 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning so we can start getting ready. And the first thing we have to do is feed the reindeer. It's very important that they stay in shape. Then we take them out to play their reindeer games so that they can keep up with uh, their flight schedule and keep in shape for their long flight around the world. After that, then we have to check uh, the, the toys and make sure that everything is working properly so that ULs can manufacture them for us. Uh, then we have baking to do and uh, personal appearance schedules and I have to meet with my manager elf for that, uh, see if there's any contracts that are coming in that need to be signed. I mean. You don't just get to make movies about me without my approval, you know. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. 
And then we check emails and we have to check the nice and naughty list. It's a it's a very busy day. <laughs> it sounds busy. Now, you said you start with the reindeer because they're a very important part of your team. They are indeed. Yes, because they're they're your delivery force. <laughs> now, I know that boys and girls like to put out plates of cookies and milk for Santa and they sometimes put out carrots for the reindeer. Do the carrots like, are the reindeer like any other treats besides carrots? Well, they certainly do. They like apples, they like pears, they like most of the fruits and vegetables that are crunchy, like celery, but you know what they really love, but don't leave too many out for them. They really love candy canes. <laughs> oh, yes, and there you go back to eating too many sweets, but it is nice to have a treat once in a while. That's right. <laughs> Very good. That's exciting. And the reindeer, I was out the other day and I saw them out getting their exercise with the reindeer handlers, which was really exciting. Um, oh, let's see here. Back to you and Mrs. Claus. So we talked about a typical day with you and Mrs. Claus. Now, so Christmas morning, when all the little boys and girls and the children around the world are waking up and opening their stockings that you have filled, do you and Mrs. Claus exchange gifts on Christmas morning? Yes, we do. We usually have a little gift for one another. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Do you get a Christmas stocking? Well, no, I don't bother with the Christmas stocking. Who's going to fill it? <laughs> that's true. You can't fill your own stocking because then it's not a surprise. That's right. <laughs> so what has been one of your favorite gifts over the years? Oh, my goodness, there's been so many wonderful gifts. You know, sometimes when I make a personal appearance, children will make little gifts for me, and I love receiving those most of all. But I think my favorite gift from Mrs. Claus uh, was the new suit and gloves that she gave me one year. Oh, they were so beautiful and warm. She worries about me flying off in that cold night each, each Christmas Eve. <laughs> well, I don't blame her. The rest of us are concerned, too, but we know she keeps you outfitted in nice warm clothes all the time and she's an excellent seamstress mrs claus is yeah she's got her own kind of magic doesn't she <laughs> absolutely she is a wonder that woman and um what do you have a special gift plan for her this year yes i do but we gotta keep it a secret <laughs> yes, we can't let the surprise out of the bag, can we? Well, she might watch this program and then she'd know what she's getting for Christmas. <laughs> I didn't even think of that, Santa. You're absolutely right. What a silly question. <laughs> I know I enjoy Christmas morning. It's one of my favorite times of year. Um, so, Santa, what is one thing that no one knows about you? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, well, they know an awful lot about me now, don't they? I've been around for quite some time. Um, I think one thing that people don't realize or that they might not know, now I've done this for this interview, of course, but around the North Pole, I don't wear my typical Santa coat and hat all the time. I'm like anybody else when they're home. I like to get comfortable and wear some comfortable clothes. And when I'm out feeding the reindeer, of course, I have my uh, what you might call farming clothes so that uh, this is just my uniform for making appearances and, and flying through on Christmas Eve. 
Very nice. That's a lot of fun. Um, let's just take a look at where we are here on the clock. So I guess maybe it's time for Santa's mailbag. Oh, that ready? sounds like fun. Yes. That's great. Eddie in the mail department set me up with some letters and questions from some of the children. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> yes, I'm pretty excited to hear what they have to say. Let's Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Well, Santa, apparently I missed that it was time for the commercial break. So <laughs> for those of you who are just tuning in, I'm Holly the Christmas Elf on the special North Pole Takeover of Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble on the Inspired Choices Network with my extra special guest, Santa Claus. Hello, everybody. <laughs> well, shall we try the mailbag again? Absolutely. I love hearing from children. Excellent. Let's see what we have here. So our first question is from Callum, and Callum is eight years old, and he's from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, and he wants to know, why do your reindeer fly? Oh, that's very interesting. You see, reindeer are very special animals. They're not like your typical caribou. Now, these are reindeer that can run very, very, very fast. They can run so fast that they can catch the magnetic waves that go around the earth. And we can use that magnetic wave to travel all over. It's like they're flying, really. I mean, they're not flying like a bird flies, but they're flying more like a jet flies, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, that sounds very scientific, Santa. It is. Uh, it was one of those uh, brilliant elves of ours in the research department 
by the name of, let me see if I can get his name right, because it's a long one. It's not like just Holly. It was Copernicus Tesla Northstar who came up with the idea of using the magnetic waves and the aurora borealis and the space-time continuum, and it's all very confusing, even for Santa. We just know it works, and we're very happy about that. <laughs> you know, I think we learned about him in elf school, but that was a long time ago now. Yes. <laughs> Are you ready for the next question from my mailbag? Absolutely. Thank you, Callum, for your question. <laughs> the next question I have is from eight-year-old Peter, and Peter's from Elgin County, Ontario, and he would like to know how delicious are Mrs. Claus's cookies? Oh, Peter, you know, I wish I could bring you some, but uh, I'm pretty sure your mother or father doesn't want any competition with uh, Mrs. Claus's cookies because there's a little bit of magic in her recipes. <laughs> oh, yes. They are the tastiest things you could ever imagine. Am I right, Holly? <laughs> oh, they are. I just, I feel so spoiled whenever I get to have some of her cookies. So let's see what we have here. Annie, age six, from St. Thomas, Ontario, would like to know, how does our elf, JB, fly so fast to the North Pole every night and get back by morning? <laughs> you might be better to answer that one, Holly, being an elf yourself. But as I understand it, elves work uh, very closely with the space-time continuum. And so, as I understand it, now correct me if I'm wrong, little tiny, what they call wormholes open up for the elves and they slide on through to the North Pole and then they can slide right back to where they were in a matter of seconds. Well, now Santa, I'm not giving away all your secrets. <laughs> Let's see what we have next. Here we go. Natalie, age eight, from Southhold, Ontario, would like to know, how do elves get into kids' homes and then back to the North Pole in one night? That's <laughs> fun. So Natalie and Annie had almost the same question. Pretty much the same question, I think. <laughs> Very much so. Well, Natalie, that was lovely. Thank you for asking that question. And again, it's the magical elves wormhole that shh, we need to keep secret. <laughs> okay, let's see what we have next. We have Robin, age three, would like to know, what is your favorite Christmas song? Oh, there are so many. I love them all. Really, I do. I, I really love it when children sing, uh, here comes Santa Claus, or Santa Claus is coming to town when I make an appearance at a party or a social gathering. I love hearing children sing Christmas songs. Uh, it brings a tear to my eye. Isn't it delightful? Yes, and I think on the uh, on the other side of it, too, I also really enjoy a song called The Carol of the Bells. <laughs> oh, that one's awfully pretty, isn't it? Sure is. <laughs> and, and when the kids sing Here Comes Santa Claus, I guess that's like them inviting you into their hometown and into their homes. Absolutely, and hopefully into their hearts as well. <laughs> I hope so. I know that when Santa lives in your heart, it's a pretty special thing. <laughs> so let's see what we have here. Lindsay from St. Thomas would like to know, how long does it take you to make all those presents? Well, as I said, uh, the first segment, we start on, uh, on January 2nd, right after New Year's, and we get going on making the toys. So 
it pretty much takes us most of the year, that's for sure. Uh, we probably stop production about uh, the morning of the 22nd because that's when we start loading up the sleigh. <laughs> yes, and that's why I find it's extra special that you took time out today on the 21st to come and talk to us because I know that tomorrow's the big deadline. Oh, it sure is. <laughs> but you know what? We've got this down to a science by now. Uh, it, it goes off without a hitch. In, in fact, I think the last time we had a hitch was probably way back in about the 1930s, I think, before Rudolph was born, you see. And then we had that storm, as you recall, and yes. we needed Rudolph's special nose. And so that's how he joined our team. And everybody knows that from the song, of course. <laughs> of course. And he is one of the nicest reindeer you'll ever meet. Yes, he is. He's a special boy. <laughs> he is. I mean, all the reindeer are sweet, though. I yes, love they are. Them. So let's see what we have here. Charlie, age seven. He's also from Southhold. I wonder if Charlie and Natalie are brother and sister. They might be. They might be. How do you deliver all those presents in one night? Oh, he, the children really want to know all my secrets, don't they? They do. Children love secrets. Well, there's a lot of things that they have to understand. First of all, Santa doesn't actually go to all of the countries in the world because some countries don't celebrate Christmas. So you have to remember that, number one. Number two, there's certain countries that Santa doesn't come on Christmas Eve. For instance, there are countries that celebrate St. Nicholas's Day, and that is on the 6th of December. So I go to those countries on the 6th and I give them their goodies then. Also, Australia and New Zealand, they're ahead of us. It's almost like traveling through time. So I'm actually there on their Christmas Eve when it's the 23rd here in North America. <laughs> oh. There's a lot of extra traveling that goes on that doesn't happen just on Christmas Eve. <laughs> well, I hope that helped, Charlie, and maybe that'll get you interested in some geography. Maybe you'll want to take a look at the, the globe and take a look at the, uh, do they call it the international dateline? Yes, think I think so. I think that's what it's called. So let's see what we have here. Jen from Bookkeeping Plus, apparently that's where she works. Jen is an adult and she snuck into my children's <laughs> pack. Oh. Well, that's because she's one of those adults that believes in Santa Claus. <laughs> that must be it, exactly. She must have that wonderful heart. Oh, fabulous. That makes me excited. She wants to know if you've ever shaved your beard off. Well, Jen, just between you and me and Holly, I have, but when I was much younger. <laughs> yes, I don't think Mrs. Claus would recognize you without your beard anymore. Not now. <laughs> Not now. Oh, here we go. Well, here's a question we sort of talked about earlier. Mandy would like to know what is your favorite cookie? Oh, yes. Uh, we did mention that earlier. I said I really like Christmas shortbreads, didn't I? That's now, they originated right. in Scotland, but they are just a wonderful cookie if they're made right. <laughs> Aren't they? They're buttery and flaky and just delightful. Yes, absolutely. They're, I look forward to them every year. <laughs> Let's see. I think we have time for at least one more question before I think there's going to be another break coming up in a few minutes here. Well, here we go. 
four-year-old Teddy, who is from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Did you know Ottawa is the capital of Canada? Of course I did, yes. Of course you did, because you're super smart. And I have to tell you, there's a lot of people in Ottawa that are on my naughty list, mostly politicians, not children, politicians. <laughs> well, I, I can understand that. I've watched some of the news lately, and tisk tisk tisk. It's <laughs> but I think Teddy's a good boy. I think so, too. And there's a couple of politicians right here in Elgin County that are not on the naughty list. <laughs> well, that's good to know. So how are the presents made? Oh, Teddy, I'm so glad you asked that, because everybody thinks that it's just us elves and Santa that's making the toys. But we have contracts with factories and, and manufacturers all over the world, because let's face it. We're not really that good at making computers and laptops, so we have to partner with other people that know how to do that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. so we have our own toy factory right here where we make lots of games and toys for all the children in the world. <laughs> That's wonderful. Oh, I think we might have time for one more question. Here we go. James, age 12, would like to know, how do you communicate with parents? Oh, well, it used to be just letter writing, and we had great agreements with all the post offices around the world. Now, we still do get letters, but in this modern age, parents can email us or Twitter us or send us a post on Instagram or even do a Zoom call like we're doing right now. They can call on the telephone. We haven't gotten rid of the old tried and true methods, now have we? <laughs> no, we have not. Now, I have a question to ask that goes along with this question, why do you communicate with parents? Well, it's, it, we need to know what the parents will allow us to bring, but also we need to know that the children are listening to their parents and being obedient to them in a righteous way, of course. We don't want uh, parents to overstep their authority. We understand that there's going to be a little bit of give and take between children and parents, but we want to know mostly that the children are listening to their parents and that they're in a house full of love that we can openly visit on Christmas Eve. <laughs> well, thank you, Santa, for answering those questions. I still have some more questions from Santa's mailbag, but I'm pretty sure it's time for another break. Oh, wonderful. So, yes. So you have been watching the North Pole Takeover of Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook-Noble, and I am the guest host, Holly the Christmas Elf, with my special guest, Santa Claus, and we will be right back with the rest of Santa's mailbag in a couple of minutes. <laughs> Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. 
You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookKeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program. Well, hello, everyone. If you are tuning in again, I am not Kathy Cook Noble, and this is not Financially Speaking tonight. This is the North Pole takeover of Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And I am Holly the Christmas Elf. I am head of holiday relations at the North Pole, and I'm here with our special guest, Santa Claus. Welcome back, Santa. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> so shall we dig back into the mailbag and see what else there is in there? Absolutely. This is so much fun, Holly. <laughs> I'm enjoying myself, too. Thanks. Here we go. Graham from, oh, looks like he's from Elgin County, too, just like those two oh. politicians that you said were still on the nice list. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Well, Graham is seven years old, and he would like to know, what are the reindeer's favorite colors? Oh, I'm glad you asked that. You know, you uh, you and I, we had a little tete-a-tete earlier so that we understood that this question was coming up because, honestly, Santa didn't know. And I had to go and ask the reindeer. So I've got their list and what they've told me so we can answer your question. Rudolph, of course, loves red, like his nose. Dasher is partial to green. Dancer likes the color purple. And Prancer likes a soft baby blue, kind of like the snow in the background of Holly there. Vixen, she likes pink. Comet loves orange, like the fiery comet that he is. <laughs> Cupid, uh, Cupid's interesting. She likes red and white together, like Santa's suit. <laughs> Daughter, he likes a woodsy brown, kind of like the color of a pine cone or bark. Blitzen loves yellow. <laughs> wow you did your homework santa That's i did it. i did <laughs> and i guess there's another lesson for the children who are watching make sure you do your homework absolutely that keeps you on the nice list <laughs> <laughs> it certainly does and it helps you feel like you're doing really well Yes, especially if they listen to their teachers because these are lessons that are going to serve you very well as you become a grown-up and one day you will. <laughs> yes. So I'll move on to our next question. Although I really did enjoy learning about the favorite colors. And that is a beautiful shade of brown that you were yes. talking about. So Kara from Scarborough. Oh, I think this is another adult who got stuck into my little bag here because she wants to know <laughs> if you need any help. I've, could you repeat that, Holly? She wants to know if you need any help. Oh, well, you know what? I'm going to refer her to you because you are the head of our HR department. <laughs> yes. Well, Kara, you can send your resume. We'll be in touch. So here we go. 
Hunter, age nine, and he's from North Bay, Ontario. And he would like to know what it's like to fly in your sled. Oh, that is the most amazing thing, Hunter. It's like being on a big roller coaster with the wind whipping through your hair and you see all the bright colors of the aurora borealis and the magnetic waves of the earth and you see all of the stars. It's hard to describe, <laughs> but I guess the best way for you to understand it would be like one of those scenes in a science fiction show when they go at warp speed. That's what it's kind of like. <laughs> oh, I've always wondered. We don't get to go in the sleigh very often because it really is a special sleigh just for Christmas Eve and just for Santa. That's right. There's about uh, there's room for myself, Mrs. Claus, and my chief assistant elf. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> yes, and it takes a lot of work to become the chief assistant elf. Yes, she has been with me a long time, Holly. <laughs> she has. So let's see what we have here. Bruce, who is four, would like to know, have you ever been on the naughty list? I'm pretty sure I've been on Mrs. Claus's naughty list once or <laughs> twice. <laughs> oh, Santa, you're so funny. That's wonderful. So Peter... And Peter is eight years old and he's from Elgin County. He would like to know what are some of magical things that happen at the North Pole? Well, one of the biggest magical things that happens at the North Pole is because we of the Aurora Borealis that we've been able to tap into, which more commonly is known as the Northern Lights, that shields us from view. So when people say, well, there can't be Santa Claus, there's no village up at the North Pole, that's because you can't see us. <laughs> that magic is certainly important to us, isn't it? That's right. We need to have our privacy because we are ambassadors to the world. We don't f follow any one country. We don't vote uh, for any one politician. We are truly ambassadors of goodwill, all over the world to the countries that will let us in. <laughs> and I feel so lucky to be part of this. Yes. Thank you, Holly. <laughs> we love having you here. <laughs> Thank you, Santa. That just made me feel really special. So let's see here. We have Vicky. Well, so do you ever get cold flying around in an open sleigh? Well, my coat keeps me pretty warm. And of course, I've got this very long, wonderful beard, which helps keep my face warm. <laughs> but we do live at the North Pole, so we're used to very cold temperatures. Once in a while, I do get cold, but I have a thermos full of hot chocolate and blankets to keep me warm. <laughs> I've been indulging in my hot chocolate during our breaks. <laughs> Let's see what we have here next. Isaac, who is 10, and Isaac is from Kingston, Ontario, he would like to know, does your sleigh have a jet engine? Well, I have to admit, yes, it does. And there's a very good purpose for that. You see, when we go to warmer climates, the reindeer really can't fly into the places like Australia because it's just too hot for them. So I park them in a spot where it's nice and cool and they can be comfortable and not get ill and I use the jet on the sleigh to fly over to Australia. There, believe it or not, there are six magical creatures 
kind of like kangaroos that they call boomers. And those boomers come out and they attach themselves to the sleigh and they take me through Australia and New Zealand. <laughs> oh, that sounds wonderful. I've, like I say, I get to pet the reindeer every once in a while, but I've never pet a boomer before. <laughs> well, they're, they're kind of a different kind of animal. They, they, they don't like too much interaction with people. Mm. So oh. they just do their little job and then they take me back and take me to the reindeer and then they go off and do their boomer things. <laughs> I'm glad that they're able to help when you need it in the right climate. That's great. Let's see, here we go. Chantelle from London. Oh, I think Chantelle might have mischief on her mind. She oh? wants to know what exactly does a kid have to do to get on the naughty list? Oh, Michelle, I hope you're not planning on getting on the naughty list. It sounds like you might be up to some shenanigans. We don't want that. But let me tell you this. Uh, most of the people that wind up on the naughty list have done some really terrible things. Some of the things that we look for are things like bullying. We don't like that. Um, stealing. We certainly don't like that. And we don't like cheating either. So those are three things that will definitely land you on the naughty list. <laughs> well, I'm sure that the children that are watching will find that information very helpful. Let's hope so. <laughs> and I'm sure that all the children that have written in and asked these delightful questions will be on the nice list this year for sure. I think they are. I haven't seen one of those names on the naughty list yet. <laughs> well, that's good. Let's see. What's next? Here we go. Leah, age nine from St. Thomas, wants to know, is can reindeer actually fly? We talked a little bit about this before, but maybe you can answer Leah's question still. Sure, Leah. As I said before, these are creatures that run very, very, very fast. It's kind of like the same principle that a jet plane works on. They can go so fast that when they leap into the air, they can actually take off and they use the magnetic waves of the earth to sustain them as we fly throughout. And we use the space and time continuum. And these are very, very scientific things that are hard to explain. So I hope that that does answer your question a little bit. And maybe you can look those things up when you uh, are on the computer or ask a teacher to explain them to you. <laughs> That's some good advice, Santa. It never hurts to do a little bit of your own research, does it? That's right. <laughs> okay, so here we have Rita and her granddaughter, Harper, who is two, and they are from Dutton, Ontario, would like to know, who is your favorite reindeer? Oh, Santa doesn't play favorites with reindeer. <laughs> They're all why. jealous, and we don't want that to happen. <laughs> They're all very special to me for all different reasons. <laughs> that is very wise, Santa. And I know the reindeer love you very much. <laughs> Let's see. So this one's a big question. And it's from Jen. And Jen would like to know what precautions you will be taking to prevent the spread of COVID-19 since you go from house to house. It's a very difficult year, isn't it? These are one of the challenges that people have been facing all over the world, this terrible, terrible COVID-19. Well, the first thing I want you to understand, Jen, is that Santa will be wearing his mask. We have a nice red Christmas mask to match my hat and coat. 
So I'll be wearing my mask. The second thing you have to understand is I will also have gloves and we have hand sanitizer in the sleigh. So I'll be sanitizing my hands each and every time I come into your house to give you presents. But the other thing you must understand is that there's a little bit of Christmas magic in there. You have to understand that Santa Claus is part elf and the elves are immune to COVID-19. We don't have any in the North Pole, but because Santa is also part human, I have to take my precautions and I hope you are too. <laughs> yes, yes. So there's another big secret that we've let out today that Santa's part elf and that the elves are immune, but that's part of our magic. Yes. <laughs> so that is the last, I think that's the last one I have in my mailbag. Let me check. No, that's it. That's the last one I have in my mailbag for now. Oh, that was wonderful getting all those letters and questions from the children. They are so inquisitive. And it, it's getting harder and harder to answer their questions every year because they just want to know so many of Santa's magical secrets. <laughs> well, you know everybody wants to understand magic. Well, yes. And, you know, the thing about magic is that there used to be these people uh, many, many years ago that were called alchemists. And that's what they were actually a form of scientist, really, in the early days of mankind. And so that's kind of where magic comes from. Magic and science are kind of go hand in hand, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I do know exactly what you mean. Now, Santa, I'm just looking at the clock again. It looks like it's time for the third commercial break. Oh, this so, is going so fast. <laughs> I know. It's delightful. I'm so enjoying our chat. So we will be right back with the North Pole takeover of Financially Speaking here on the Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back with Santa and Holly. <laughs> Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Hi, and welcome back. I'm Holly the Christmas Elf, and I'm here chatting with Santa. And we are in the North Pole takeover of Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. And shh, don't tell Kathy. She doesn't know what's happening yet. Uh, and here on the Inspired Choices Network. Thanks for that would be back. a wonderful surprise for Kathy. <laughs> oh, I hope she's pleasantly surprised. Well, like most of the children, I've known Kathy since she was a little girl. <laughs> oh, yes. And was she always on the nice list? I think so. I found her very nice anyway. 
Well, I'm sure that she will be happy to hear that, Santa. So let's see here. So we've talked about some of the reindeer and we've chatted about your Christmas plans. So, oh, I know. There is a question that I think a lot of people want to know. How do you stay so quiet when you're delivering presents in people's houses? Well, that's part of Santa's magic. <laughs> ah. My boots don't make a sound. <laughs> oh, that sounds wonderful. I think I need a pair of those boots. I think you do have some because it's a little bit of elf magic. You know that some elves, they make shoes, the cobbler and the elves. Remember that story? That's right. I better get in touch with my cousin Tammy. I bet you she can set me up with something like that. I bet you she could, too. Now, you make sure that you use it for good things. Don't you go sneaking a bunch of cookies out of the cookie jar. <laughs> I wouldn't risk being put on the naughty list, Santa. I like getting my Christmas stocking filled. <laughs> Let's see. What other question do I have here? Here's a good one. If you weren't Santa Claus, what would you have become? I can't imagine being anything other than Santa Claus. I love it so much. <laughs> it is wonderful. And we are so lucky to have you as part of, well, as the head of our community. You really are the head of our community. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> so, Santa. Um, Uh-oh. I forgot what I was going to say, Santa. That happens all the time, Holly. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your job? My job? Well, as head of holiday relations, my job entails uh, helping to arrange your promotional visits. So if you are doing interviews with people down in the big world, that's what we call it up here. We call it the big world. People down in the big world. So I help organize that. Um, and with, I work with the tech supervisors to help arrange Zoom calls like this one so that that way we're all connected to one another. Um, let's see. Oh, there's so much. I do marketing and I do advertising and I do social media. It's really a busy, busy job, but I love it. That's right. And it's a big team that handles all those things, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I have so many elves that I work with and they are all so creative and brilliant. And they come to me with fantastic ideas and nonstop enthusiasm. Well, I certainly appreciate having younger elves around because they know more about the technology than some of us older elves do. <laughs> well, I know I like it when I learn something new and I make it a point to try to learn something new every day. That's right. In fact, you taught me how to do this Zoom thing that we're doing. <laughs> well, that is part of my job. <laughs> um, so, Santa, we talked about your Christmas plans. What about, do you do New Year's? Do you and Mrs. Claus do a big New Year's Eve celebration? Oh, yes. We have a wonderful New Year's Eve celebration uh, with all of the elves. And we ring in the New Year and we give it a blessing and hope that everything will work out just wonderfully for the upcoming year. Although this year I know has been a bit of a, a challenge for people with this COVID-19. It's just a terrible, terrible thing. But remember, you have nothing to be afraid of. If you continue to use the precautions that the doctors are telling us to do and wash your hands and use hand sanitizer, 
you will hopefully not get COVID-19 and you can stay healthy. <laughs> yes, and staying healthy, I think, is the top of a lot of people's Christmas wish list this year. That's right. Even Santa can't make these things go away using magic because nature has its own magic, you see, and Santa's part of that natural magic. But I can't make COVID-19 go away, unfortunately. No, that is one of the, the things that we can't do much about. There are so many big issues that we can't fix. And, and as much as we want to, it's not within our power. That's right. We don't interfere with uh, what we sometimes call as being down south as well. <laughs> we don't interfere with politicians. We don't interfere with uh, medical science. We don't interfere with, with how countries run themselves. Uh, we just keep to ourselves and continue our goodwill ambassadorship and making people feel happy. <laughs> That's right. And sharing the message of Sharing and giving and caring. Sharing is caring. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to get that embroidered on a pillow. Ice. I'm going to be perfect in my cozy home. Now, Santa, I was telling you earlier that I like to curl up with my kitty cats and read books. Do you have any pets? Uh, just the reindeer. Just the reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I imagine the reindeer are enough to care for. They are. That's a big job in and of itself. And of course, those are just the reindeer that the boys and girls know about. There's a bunch of other reindeer that are up here, too. <laughs> That's right. We do. We have lots of animals, actually. Surprisingly enough, the North has quite a few animals. We have polar bears, and we have seals, and there are Arctic foxes. Yes, and, and there's narwhals and Arctic puffins and all kinds of wildlife up here. And it's very important that we tend to the environment because we don't want their habitat to be destroyed, now do we? Absolutely not, because if we destroy their habitat, we destroy our habitat. That's right. And it might interest the children to know that we are very, uh, what they call green up here. Christmas green, if you will. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Excuse me, Holly. Excuse me, Santa Claus. We just have about 30 seconds left for you to be able to talk to the children. Oh, Sid, oh. you have a special message? <laughs> yes, uh, I want to wish all the children all over the world a very Merry Christmas, and please be nice to one another. Uh, don't bully each other. Just be wonderful to each other, because Santa Claus loves you, and I'm sure that you love one another, and we just want the best for you in this 2020 year. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Have a very, very Merry Christmas. I'll see you Christmas Eve. <laughs> Bye now. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.